0: Hello my friends and welcome back to the Meerkat Musings podcast with your host Ben, aka Daftmone, with as ever, an unstructured mess I guess, of a podcast. People often say these things should have form and structure. That's the I guess the convention if you like. I prefer to be a bit unconventional in many respects and perhaps that's to my detriment when I do things like podcasts but by the same token I don't really care (laughs) in all honesty I just prefer to talk hopefully you enjoy listening to my dulcet tones and we just go from there we go with the flow as it were. And when we speak of going with the flow, funnily enough, that's a good place to uh, begin, shall we say. Currently, I am writing two stories concurrently, which is probably not the smartest move I have ever undertaken. I am on about 51,000 words of the sequel to my first ever published book. And I now have a pretty clear idea of where I want to go with that story, uh, as well as how it could be used to possibly serve other future storylines. So that's sort of fine. And I've written over 30,000 words, almost without meaning to, I guess in some respects, of another project which is very, very different to either The Awakening or its sequel. And with this other project, I've been weighing up where I want things to stand in terms of uh, reader age, shall we say. When I first began to write it, I had no particular intention of targeting any particular age group. And as I've been writing it, I have found myself using uh, a few swear words. There's been um, several uses now of the F word, for example, uh, among others. And to me, that just kind of befits the, the natural way that some people, particularly adults, might talk in the situations that these characters have found themselves in. To be fair, I could quite easily go back and change those words. It's hardly set in stone. It's not like the swearing is an integral part of the story. But it's something which also feels kind of, as I say, natural. There's nothing else about this particular story which could bring it beyond say uh certain well let's put it this way I often write my stories with the aim of shall we say a 12a slash pg-13 rating that's kind of what churns around in my head when you look at a lot of media a lot of film a lot of tv it tends to be something which sits in that kind of envelope these days because it kind of helps guarantee a lot of viewership or readership whilst also enabling content that doesn't feel particularly childish. So that's kind of broadly speaking where a lot of my uh, current writing choice lives. But I in its current form, this this new project, I would say, would probably go up a level to uh, what in the UK would be, say, like if it was a TV series, it would be a fifteen certificate, uh, NC seventeen, I think, uh, to to Americans. It would live in that sort of territory, and there's nothing overtly sexual going on or overtly violent going on, although there are. A couple of suggestive scenes. There are one or two scenes which are perhaps uh, a bit gorier than others, um, but I think probably, well, particularly, I dare say, in the eyes of modern censors, the the language would probably be the, the biggest barrier to its to its rating. So, what do I do? Do I do I throttle back on the swearing? Even though, as I say, it feels quite natural and it kind of flows, shall we say, in the context of circumstances? Or do I, as and when I get to the end and then go back and edit it, do I begin to to slash that away from the story and kind of open it up to other markets as it were? I mean, to be clear, this is not a children's story. and I don't want it to be, but if it were as I say, a 12A, as it were, it could be more accessible. But on the other hand, does it feel watered down too much? To offer, shall we say, uh, a a vague opinion or broad thought on the subject of watering things down, my uh, my wife and I, we've been watching the X-Men films Uh, As part of a a film marathon thing that we've been doing because we've been binging a few different things lately. Now, the um, majority of X-Men films, when they were released at the cinema in the UK, they carried a 12A rating. So the intention was to make them available to as many viewers as possible. Because with a 12A rating, basically it's deemed parental discretion as to whether or not to take your child under the age of 12 to see the film. Given the costs of cinema tickets, no parent is going to watch the film and then take their kid to watch it again. So usually they end up taking their kids regardless, which of course is extra sales, extra bums on seats, more money, job done. So that's pretty much what the 12A rating exists to do. 12As, 12A films will often skirt the line. Uh, between what is family friendly and what isn't and they can sometimes perhaps go either way but there's a reason why that certificate exists and that's what we see so much of at the cinema these days because 12 A's more or less guaranteed bums on seats in the cinema but that can sometimes mean certain things get watered down if you know the the comic book history of characters like Wolverine, and I will confess I'm not 100% a fan with that, but I know some of it. Then you'll know here's a character with a deeply violent past, and and to do that justice, to unshackle that character, you can't do that in a 12A situation. You just can't. So some elements end up getting watered down. We watched Logan the, the other night, and this is a film where, if you like, Wolverine's claws are, are well and truly unsheathed, as it were. And the relatively, I, mean, I don't know if, if mild violence is a term, but the relatively mild violence from the character in previous X-Men films is now replaced by some particularly overt displays of bloodthirsty gore. But it's, in one sense, more, if you like, realistic for that character and what that character's weaponry is capable of. And it's kind of more pure to, to the source material. If you water that down... Too much, you can kind of blunt the edge, if you like, of that character. It's like with um, with Deadpool. He's the merc with the mouth. He, you know, he swears. He talks about drugs and sex and all kinds of inappropriate stuff. He's violent. If you if you watered all that down, uh, then you kind of remove what makes Deadpool Deadpool, and all of a sudden, it isn't going to have. The, the same impact, it's not going to feel as great to the fans. So, you run, you run the risk of less bums on seats, because you can't take a 10-year-old to see a film rated 15. Not that this doesn't stop some people from trying, of course, but you know, legally you can't do it. So, you don't have as much revenue from that age category. You shouldn't really have no revenue from the younger age category. And the same could be said of how you would rate a book. Now, books don't have a rating system like that, uh, as it were. There isn't kind of like like you see with DVDs and games and things now where you've got the little kind of age certificate in the corner. You don't tend to find that with books. So in theory, I could plonk this book, I could self-publish it to Amazon tomorrow and... Set it up however I want it. It would be my responsibility. Then there, of course, becomes the important role of policing myself. You know that, that becomes what I have to do, and I take that quite seriously. Actually, to be fair, because it would be very, very easy to to put something out there horribly inappropriate, and and then open it up to any age category and presumably horrify people before it got pulled from the shelves, as it were. But um, I don't plan on doing that. But I do find myself still considering Mm -mm. what do I want to do. I can leave this as it is and have it feel a bit more grown up in some respects uh, via the swears. Some people might say that the pre-existing violent content uh, as it were not that there's loads but there is some uh, and perhaps some of the implications of violence would render it more grown up I could nudge that down a little bit but would it then be true to the story I'm trying to tell, would it have the flow that I desire it to have I don't know perhaps the best thing is to write it, finish it and then pass it on to people to edit it. So I think that might be uh, what, what I decide to do with that. How I decide to undertake that particular uh, that particular story. As for the sequel to the Awakening, that I think will kind of. Much in the sort of vein of the first book, it will live in that kind of pg thirteen twelve a kind of territory and it will uh, just hopefully still have enough about it to be enjoyable for older age categories and have people think and that will be that will be that and we'll just have to see where we where we go from there really so. That's the, I guess you could could say that's the purpose of this podcast, really, to talk about how things flow, and I think that we have flowed to a natural end point for this, this particular podcast. I hope that you have enjoyed it. I hope it maybe offers up some food for thought, because if not, what's the point? And I will attempt to do another one of these in the not-so-distant future and hopefully carry on doing more and more of them. Take care, everyone.